Hey guys, it's Jess from Living with Anxiety and Depression. And today I wanted to talk about um, the myths and facts of depression and anxiety. Um, I ran into this uh, doing an internet search for somebody. And so I thought this would be actually um, a really interesting subject to talk about. Um, the myths versus the facts. Um, so right now I am going to do the myths versus the facts of depression. So um, a lot of people like to say that you can just snap out of it. Obviously, you can't. People don't choose to be depressed. Um, just like, you know, someone doesn't choose to have cancer or doesn't choose to, you know, have some kind of disease that they can't have any control over. That's just like us. We don't have the choice to de to be depressed. If we did, pretty sure we would all choose not to be. Um... So definitely telling a person with depression depression to just get a grip um, is definitely more harmful than helpful. Um, and like I said, you know, it has to go back to we can't choose this, so we can't just get a grip. That's not going to really help us. That's going to really kind of make us feel like crap, like people think we're just faking this and we're not. And depression is an illness that can be treated if you get the right help. So if you go to a psychiatrist to get medications for it, and then you go to a psychologist to talk to, you know, about your feelings. So that can all be helped with your depression. Uh, crying helps me slow down and obsess over the weight of his life's problems and depression and sadness are one and the same. So those two kind of went together for this um, next two myths. Um, and the facts are, while an overwhelming sense of sadness is often a symptom of depression, it does not mean that it is depression. Sadness is usually temporary and is caused by, you know, an upsetting life event and uh, memories that can trigger sadness, but it will come and go. It's definitely not constant. With depression, obviously, on, an, on how we know, it, it is a chronic condition. We do feel sad a lot. We do feel just like the weight of life's problems is weighing down on us all the time. Um, and obviously, people with depression can feel empathy, um, but they can also feel empty, anxious, and tense. So, like, it's kind of like how anxiety can lead to depression. Depression can lead to lead to anxiety. They're kind of hand in hand with that one. So, yeah, it's. That's definitely interesting, like how they can do it, but I guess it makes sense. And another big misconception about depression is talking about depression only makes it worse. 
I understand that people might be worried about um, discussing their depression with anybody because you're afraid um, that if you face whatever your thoughts are in your head, that you might possibly be like more insane than you thought, I guess would be the best way I could put it right now. Um, but just think about it. Just talk, talk to a therapist, talk to your parents, talk to friends, talk to your spouse, talk to anybody that you can think about that you trust with your life. Talk to them. Tell them what's going on in your in your head, and they should help you. They should be able to help you, or at least, you know, get you some. I guess just like you know, get you just know that you're worth something, and that they're there for you. Obviously, you know, everybody needs somebody like that. Luckily, I have my wife who is amazing. And honestly, I don't know what I would do without her. And so I hope that if you don't have that now, I hope that everybody will have that in the future. Because I think it's really important to have a significant other that even if they don't understand what that person is going through, they try to understand it. My wife goes to therapy to try to understand what I'm going through. And with her going through that and me going through my own therapy, it has actually made us improve our relationship so much. So honestly, that's I hope that all of you can find what I found. And I wish all of you the best of luck with that, if you haven't found that already. All right, so the next one is going to be, these are actually a lot more. Um, there's a lot more myths um, versus facts on uh, anxiety. So, all right. Um, myth number one, snap a rubber band on your wrist every time you have a bad thought. Reality is that studies show that suppressing your thoughts makes them stronger and more frequent. Think of it this way. The thoughts you resist persist. Myth number two. If a panic attack gets too bad, you can pass out or lose control. Reality is, it's unlikely you will faint. It's caused by a sudden drop in blood pressure. During a panic attack, your blood pressure does not usually fall. It actually rises. So, um, yeah, you will be very unlikely to faint during a panic attack. If you have an anxiety disorder, it is important to avoid stress and situations that make you feel stressed and I'm putting air quotes around stressed treating yourself as if you are fragile and avoiding risk leads to feeling demoralized avoiding anxiety tends to reinforce it you can be anxious and still do 
whatever you have to do. I mean, this is very true. I mean, you can be very anxious and still live a life and people just don't know that you are living that life, that you're kind of just hiding it from people. And um, so, yeah, it's... um, So it's not really avoiding stress because you can really just lead a pretty much stress-free life and still have anxiety. I live a pretty stress-free life and I still have a lot of anxiety um, if I'm not on my medication. So you definitely got to um, know that, you know, it's, it's not all stress-related. Um, here's a another um, myth. Always carry a paper bag in case you hyperventilate. Paper, okay, and the fact is paper bags can serve as safety crutches that keep you anxious about being anxious. Hyperventilation, while uncomfortable, is not dangerous. I think I remember the first time I had a panic attack at work. Um, I was working at Walgreens at the time. Um, This was, gosh, almost about eight years ago. And my boss called the pharmacist in because I was having a really bad panic attack. And uh, he and so he grabbed a paper bag and had me breathe into it, and it really didn't do anything for me. So uh, yeah, I mean, it might help some people, but yeah, it didn't help me. And also, it's it's kind of like yeah, it can be a crutch, and it can like if you know that you always have, if you know it works, and you know that you always have it with you, then you're just going to think about, oh, I have that paper bag. I have that paper bag if I need to use it. I have that paper bag if I need to use it. And it can just make you even more anxious. All right. The next myth, medications for anxiety are addictive, so they should be taken only if absolutely necessary. All right. So, SSRIs and SNRIs, um, so they're the serotonin, oh, SSRI is, um, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm trying to, Um, Because I remember the name of it, but for some reason, I just can't think of it. Okay, so the SSRI stands for Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor, and SNRI stands for Serotonin and Norepinephrine Reuptake Inhibitor. Not sure about the N-word. Totally guessed on that. Sorry, you know, if, you know, I got any of those wrong. So the common SSRIs include uh, Selexa or 
Telopram, uh, Lexapro or Escitalopram, Prozac, Seraphim, which is also fluoxetine, uh, Luvox, which is fluvoxamine, Brisdel, Paxil, and Pazexpa are paroxetine, and Zoloft is sertraline. And obviously, you know, there's more SSRIs than that, but those are the most common. And the most common SNRIs include uh, Kedzla and Pristique, which is desfenflaxine, uh, duloxetine, which is Cymbalta, and Reca. And then you have the Venlafaxine, which is Effexor and Effexor XR. And of course, there's so many, any other ones. And so it kind of all depends on what your body can take in that moment and can handle. Um, but those, the SSRIs and the SNRIs are not addictive. But if you are put on a benzoidazepine or a benzo, they, as they usually call it for short, um, these are highly, highly addicting. I know because I was on Clonopin for five years. Um, I literally just stopped taking my last dose of it two days ago. And I was weaned off of it. But it has just been extremely hard because it's that benzo. And my body was so addicted to having it that even when you know, going down, decreasing, it made my anxiety worse. Plus, I, I've i been having all of these withdrawal symptoms, which are not fun at all. I'm feeling very nauseous, sometimes dizzy. I'm getting migraines, headaches, uh, shaky. Um, yeah, it's not fun coming off of it. And it can take up to three months for these, um, you know, these withdrawals or side effects to go away. So if you can avoid a benzo, I would definitely, definitely encourage it. Um, medication is the only treatment for anxiety disorders. Obviously, a lot of people should know that's not true because... Um, Anxiety can be treated um, by uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT therapy. Um, and that's more effective. Um, that can be just as effective um, than a medication can for some people. Or the combination of a medication and the uh, CBT therapy is good in the long run. Um, I've had many years in CBT therapy, in CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and honestly, I didn't see a difference, but that's because what I have, I actually need to do DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy. So that's why the CBT didn't work for me, um, doesn't work for people with borderline personality disorder, but 
for people who are just having that anxiety disorder, then yes, uh, the CBT therapy should work. Um, and if you feel like it's not, then you need the medications on to go with it and you should start feeling better. All right. Um, yeah, I love this one. If you eat right, exercise, avoid caffeine, and live a healthy lifestyle, your anxiety will go away. So, as we talked about more, as I'm sorry, as I talked about before, just because you might have stress in your life does not mean it's going to cause anxiety, or you can live a stress-free life and have anxiety. Um, do I eat right? Yes. Do I exercise? Right now, no, because my withdrawals. But do I exercise? Yes. Do I avoid caffeine? Yes, because I'm allergic to it. And do I think I live a healthy lifestyle? Yes. And has my anxiety gone away? No. So, you know, it's, yes, that might, that might have been proven to be effective for some people. But it's not effective for everybody. And so, yes, that that's great to live a healthy lifestyle, but it you should just want to do that in general, but it is not going to make your your anxiety just go away like that. I mean, for some people, yeah, it does. That's great. I, you know, and that works for them fantastic. Um, but for a lot of us, it's more difficult than just, you know, living a more healthy lifestyle. And so, um, and then the last one, a never ending supply of compassionate reassurance from family and friends and assistance in avoiding stress and good for our is good for someone with anxiety problems. Yes, this is good for people because they can get the reins the reinsurance that they need that everything in their head is just, you know, a fear and, you know, everything is fine. And, you know, you're going to get used to having that coddling. And if you keep getting coddled too much, you're going to rely on that all the time and you're not really going to be improving yourself. So, yes, it's great to have uh, fan, or, uh, family and friends that are there to help you and to support you and are there to, you know, when you need them to to give you that little bit, okay, you know, it's not real. It's, this is just something that's going through in your head. This is your anxiety. This is your depression. This is blah, blah, blah. Yes, you should have people like that, but you do not need somebody coddling you. If you have somebody coddling you, you are never going to get better. Um, I think my wife and I learned that from, uh, yeah, we learned that because she coddled me in the very beginning of my anxiety and depression phases, and then it turned into more of, you know, when she wasn't able to coddle me, then I got very angry and very upset and, um... So, yeah, so it can really lead to more harm than it does good. 
So definitely don't have somebody coddle you, but have somebody that is there for you, ready to be there for you, but not coddle you and be like, oh, every single day, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, that's not real. That's not real. I'm right here all day for you. No, you need somebody that's going to push you, but also know when to not push. So they need to be able to respect your boundaries, but also uh, know when you need to be pushed. And I am going to end the episode there. If you guys would like to uh, hear more myths uh, versus facts, um, I would definitely do another episode, maybe do one about borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder. So if you guys are interested in that, please leave me a message on here or you can email me anytime um, if you have suggestions for this or if you have um, any troubles and you just need somebody to talk to, please, please email me livinganxietyanddepression at gmail.com. I know sometimes I may get my emails mixed up, but know that it is living anxiety and depression at gmail.com. So you um you can email me there and I will get back to you as soon as I can. I check my emails pretty fre- frequently unless I'm sleeping. So um if you don't get an email back, you know, probably within like an hour or two uh, from emailing me, then I'm probably sleeping or I might be doing something with my family, but usually I will get back to somebody within an an hour or two. So please feel free to email me or message me on here. And, uh, if you would like to, you can actually, uh, support my channel and I would actually really appreciate that. Um, any money can help 99 cents, whatever you want to Whatever you want to throw in there, that's fine. I would really appreciate it. Otherwise, you know, even just, I like, even if you can't do that, I just like hearing from people. I guess I want to know that I'm making a difference because I think I am. Um, But I just, I guess I want the reassurance that I am because that's why I keep doing these podcasts, not really for the money, but more for uh, just helping people. That's, all I want to do is help people, but, um, so yeah, so yeah, if you, if you don't have the money or if you don't feel like it, I'm, I don't care, it's not a big deal to me, but they just suggest that you throw that in there, so I'm gonna try, um, but like I said, yeah, don't feel any pressure, I'm not too worried about it, um, but yeah, if you ever just need help and you don't know where to go, you don't feel like you have anybody, please feel free to email me. All right, I'm going to end it here. You guys have a great day and I will add a new episode soon. Take care.